The following is intended for mature audiences only. Discretion is advised. I never thought there would be a moment in my life where I would ever share this story, especially on the internet. But when I was a kid, I was so Christian and I was so shameful. When you're 12 or 13, your body's exploding. And this was at the time when I would start like feeling around and seeing what would happen, right? (laughs) And one time I did it so much that it felt great. Let's just say that. Uh, I will try to keep it as PG as humanly possible. (laughs) And I would look at the damage, if you will. And I was like, huh, I guess my penis makes soap. (laughs) 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 Because it looked like the white dial soaps, right? It does, yeah. besties welcome back to a brand new episode of child like it best with mike valdez and you better say your prayers because i'm still the second part of that title boy oh boy do we have a great episode in store today today's guest is my buddy casey from growing up christian casey is the co-host of one of my favorite podcasts growing up christian he hosts alongside sam who we had a few episodes back and we had to get the other half of the biblical equation if you will uh so we talk about growing up christian kids and all the fun and future embarrassment that it can bring us as grown adults and You know, we also talk about how he used to freeze muffins. And of course, I also share the most embarrassing moment that I've ever shared in my life or on the Internet. So now that I've shared that information, I can't possibly make you wait any longer. So grab yourself a bowl of cereal or your favorite childhood snack and enjoy my hilarious and little embarrassing conversation with Casey from Growing Up Christian. Our older dog, Phoebe, she's like four now okay she's a britney and she's kind of like the more dark chocolate color and she's like my baby just the okay. sweetest little gal and then the new guy he's a he's a britney too but he's got more he's more of the orange color that they come in so okay they're yeah, so I cute i don't think i've ever seen a britney i did not know that dogs were named after girls in chattanooga tennessee that's crazy <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> <laughs> the worst girl in Chattanooga. Yeah, <laughs> it's very specific to my life. But <laughs> um, uh, by the way, for the for the viewer uh, that is watching this, uh, I don't know if it can be seen. Uh, I have not talked about this in a couple of weeks, but I had oral surgery. Um, and because of that, um, my mouth is like engorged and inflamed. Um, and I'm also missing a tooth. Uh, I had to have that surgery because I've been eating too much pussy. And yeah, I'm a virgin, but, um, yeah, I, <laughs> 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 it rotted his trachea, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody's been noticing in the last episodes, like, hey, why does this face look so weird? Even though it's probably just a me thing, like people probably can't even notice it. But um, but yeah, that is why it's because I have been eating too much pussy. So um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I um, I'm so excited to have you, Casey. Um, I since I already got the podcast demonetized in the first three minutes, uh, why don't I just ask <laughs> you? 
why don't I just ask you the first question that I usually ask my guests on these podcasts, which is, where so, did who's you grow my up? favorite terrorist? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows Richard, uh, Richard, what's his face? The shoe bomber, you know, the reason that we all have to take off our sneakers in the airport. He's my favorite. He's your favorite. Yeah. (laughs) What a lot of people don't know is Casey's a cobbler. And that's why he's like business was booming quite literally. (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder why they didn't continue that trend and just try out like a few different items of clothing. Yeah, like oh the my exploding God. cumberbun seems like it could work. <laughs> vests have monopolized it, you know. It's all vests, like you know, no mittens. That is nope. <laughs> <laughs> I swear we're going to talk about wholesome things on this podcast, but um, <laughs> but, but this is such a good topic because because like you're absolutely right. Why is it just a vest? Like, why can't it be? Like a pair of pants. Like, have you ever felt, have you ever, like Thanksgiving dinner, have you ever felt like, man, I'm just going to burst out of these pants? Like, what if you actually could? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that well, I, put a, I can put a hurt on some Levi's. It's usually <laughs> not the, uh, it's not like the button that gives way at the top. It's usually like that seam along the inner thigh. That's what <laughs> yes. pops on mine. Yeah, yeah, the little, the little, like, uh, the teeth, like the, the scissors or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I call them. <laughs> I got them Nicki Minaj thighs. So. That's that's great. Yeah, man. I, uh, I I love that. So, can you let our listeners know where you grew up? So, I grew up in a few different places. I was born in Colorado. Didn't really spend any time there. Okay. I stayed in. Uh, we lived in. Outside of Atlanta, basically, until I was in third grade or fourth grade. And then we moved to Michigan. And that's where I spent the rest of my childhood up until I moved to Virginia to go to Liberty and met Sam. Yeah, and you met Sam. More importantly, my wife. Yeah, yeah. The most important is your wife. Yeah. We had Sam before. We've had him, I think he was four, like three or four episodes ago, which is Mm -hmm. great. Um, And we talked, we've already talked about how you guys met on a a cuckold class at Liberty University, uh, (laughs) which is just amazing uh, that they even teach that there. Um, But but it, it is very therapeutic. So I'm glad that kids are learning what they need to learn at a Christian university such as Liberty. Um, but, (laughs) but, but yeah, so you grew up in Michigan and, you know, I, I don't know much about Michigan. The only thing I know about Michigan is Tim Allen must be your mayor. Like that's like the only thing I know about Michigan. Dude, Michigan has this like tiny list of celebrities and nobody shuts up about them up there. They're terrible. They've they've got like Tim Allen, uh, Eminem, obviously, Bob Seger, and then the probably the worst the worst by far is Kid Rock. Okay, yeah. Oh my god. Have you seen that video where the old guy runs over the drunk dude with a golf cart? I haven't throwing rocks. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I would love to run over Kid Rock with a golf cart. I mean, that's like one of the easiest things to make look like an accident, right? 
<laughs> he's just he's still alive. He's just he's mangled and bloody under the golf yeah. cart, and you jump out and you're just like bomb chicka bomb ba bang bang. Yeah. Well, that's kind of. Well, and I'm glad that we can talk about this because, like, one of my favorite things is like I don't want people to die, but if they did something where it would make them stop doing the thing that they're doing for a little while i'd be kind of happy about it you know what i mean yeah they've gotten like some sort of freak accident where they couldn't sing anymore or like you know like make tiktok videos or something like that would be great a loving god would make sure that that happened to kid rock of course that's, that's the god I, i'm I sure that we're in. alone <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's the god i believe in so i mean <laughs> um when it comes to personally like where i'm from Johnny Depp is from where I'm from and uh, newfound glory uh, started around here as well. So those are like the only two that I know of, or at least of like note of, of people. Um, It's pretty good though. Newfound glory. People love them. And Johnny Depp, he's like the CEO of, men's bangles yeah yeah he's the ceo of wristbands you know but like (laughs) that boy accessorizes yeah dude i mean if anything if if acting doesn't work out for him which we're getting close to it not um but if acting doesn't work out for him he can definitely open a haberdashery of some sort and like just sell wristbands you know oh that would be so great to see on a business card like johnny depp Haberdasher, <laughs> yeah, like he Macy's could outlet. His, <laughs> he could sell his uh, his like Sauvage uh, cologne that looks like sausage when you look at it too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like who it wants does. sausage cologne? And you're like, oh, Sauvage. <laughs> like what the hell? Like it's. <laughs> um, oh my God. But yeah, dude. So, what was it like growing up in Michigan? Was there any? I mean. Is there anything fun to do at all? Like, is or is it just like corn? Michigan's weird, man. There's like, it's got some of the most boring places and then also some of the like absolutely most jaw-droppingly beautiful places as okay. well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right, which is, which is funny because, you know, being from Florida, I'm or, or specifically South Florida, I completely relate to that because... I've never really understood the whole Florida man thing because that's all Northern Florida. You know what I mean? Like that's where all the weird people are. I could tell you the exact gas station where everything starts to change. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm serious. It's called loves. It's a loves gas station. Oh yeah. I, I know. Well, I've the- taken many a dump in loves. So. <laughs> Yes, that's <laughs> seven out of ten would would recommend. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> loves loves. There is a specific loves when you are traveling to Central Florida, where it's like everything's different now. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is funny with Florida. It's like anywhere on the coast. You're, yeah. you're like very close to like opulence and wealth and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But from any of those points, you drive 20 miles inland and you're in like white trash hell. So true. <laughs> so true. Like, uh, what kind of a kid would you say that you were growing up when you were in school? Like who did you say what's at the lunch table and all that stuff? Well, I was okay. So I went to a tiny Christian school. Sure. Me too. Tiny rural Christian school. Yeah. We were all dorks. Yeah. 
and occasionally like a new kid would come in that had spent some time out in the, you know, that wasn't raised in captivity uh-huh. would come in and we would all just kind of be in awe of them and kind of hate them, but kind of want to be them. And sure, you know, usually they, they either uh, assimilated into just, you know, sad Christian dorkdom or they left. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I was, uh, I, I definitely went through some stages where like I, uh, you know, uh, assumed like a cut and paste identity, I guess. So sure. I did the, uh, you know, the like redneck guy thing for a while where I was, mm-hmm. it was like steel toe boots. And I only, you know, I, I love hunting and fishing and all this stuff, but kind of, you know, it was more or less just like, uh, well, like country music is now it's like right. blue collar cosplay sort of thing. <laughs> blue collar cosplay. <laughs> It's just that's that's such a funny way of putting it, because like sometimes it does feel like it's like just people servicing a formula. And so it's just like like um, my best friend, he he showed me Florida Georgia line for the first time, like maybe like seven years ago or something. He was like, everything about this band you should hate. But for some (laughs) reason, they're just good. And it's really hard to describe why they're good, but but because you're because like even to down to the way the guy sings, like he's like that's how we do around here. He sounds like he's making fun of country singers, <laughs> and like and and for some reason you're like, why is this so good? Like I shouldn't like this, <laughs> you know? Hey, there's there's an art form to writing catchy music, whether you want to admit it or not. I agree with you. Yes. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about because you went to a Christian school, I I did too. And I haven't really talked about this much on the show, but somebody said this perfectly on my podcast, Isaac Rossi, who was actually a student with me. Now he's, he's an actor. He's been on many, many shows that I'm not allowed to say because of the SAG strike. But one of the things that he said was if our school was an animal, it would be the rectum of an ant. We were so small comparatively to the entire world, yet to us, we thought we were everything, like, which is so crazy about school in general, you know, but did you feel like that kind of, especially getting out of it where you're just like, yeah, I learned nothing about being in the real world when I was here. A hundred percent. And like, I went to church with all the same people I went to school with for the vast, for the most part, you know, so like you have this little network of like 40 people that are basically your entire world. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, I always struggle. I think I still have a hard time with it, but I, you know, you would be out and did you ever feel like, especially coming from that environment, like you would go to the mall and you're Mm -hmm. there with your family or something. And there's like a group of kids your age and they're all hanging out with their friends and they're on their own without adults. And you're just looking at it and you're like, what 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 must that be like to be like, you know, living in the wild and, you know, have all these friends and like, like they clearly are having fun. They don't seem like they're thinking about, you know, yeah. how they look or what they, they feel like and stuff. And I don't know. I've, I had a, a serious dose of that and Man. college was like where that all came to a head for me. Yeah. I, you know, I now that I think about it, I've never thought of that before. And you're exactly right. That is how I would feel. You know, I would I would see a lot of kids 
by themselves or like it's kind of like i mean this is more of a universal experience with everybody but it's like it's kind of like when you see your teacher out in the wild you're like whoa like you don't just exist at my school like it's just like like you didn't think there were other regular kids you thought every kid was like you you know and like and they all went you know even though they didn't go to the same school they they went to a school like it or something like that you know um but I don't know. I was, you know, I, I mean, another thing too, I mean, I, it probably was a little bit more difficult to be like this in Michigan because it seems like a pretty God fearing state, but, um, you know, going to a Christian school and then being told all these certain things are wrong and things like that. And then going to a place like the mall and seeing boys, my age and girls, my age doing things that I thought were at that time bad. Like I was being very judgmental, you know, of those type of people. Oh yeah. Was that something you related to as well? Yeah. Oh dude. I felt like a caged animal in those environments. Like I was just nervous and on edge and I just kind of hated that they were doing that and, you know, and clearly not having the same like self-conscious episode that I was. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I I would just get like angry anxiety in those settings. And the only place that I was like comfortable was this tiny little room where I went to school with, you know, 50 kids K through 12. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a serious culture shock when I had to leave that. Man, you know, it's, you know, just just to kind of explain this to to people that may not know what it what it feels like, you know, to be in, in situations like this, because like a lot of people grew up, you know, going to public schools and, and knowing people of different religions and, and like that's completely fine. And and you're not, you know you're not anxious about it. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, Oh, like, here's my, here's my friend. He's Muslim. And this is my friend over here. And she's a Christian. And you just had friends as opposed to like, you know, Oh, well, I can't talk to them because they listen to Lincoln park and I'm not allowed to listen to Lincoln park. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> so, I destroyed a Lincoln park burn CD at some point. So <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I lost my copy of hybrid theory that way. That's part of it that makes it tough too. And, and, you know, like my, my parents are pretty cool. Like, cause my dad's always had to go out and work in the real world around yeah. real people, you know? Yeah. So like that keeps you tethered to reality. Sure. But like a lot of the people that were involved in this, I mean, take, you know, you, you got your, uh, you know, church camp shirt that you guys do yeah. or whatever that, mm-hmm. Church camp is is a bizarre place. I'm always interested to hear stories yes. about people's experience because Let's it is <laughs> so weird. Because, yeah. dude, like my dad was not taking a week off of work to go be a counselor at church camp. The, <laughs> the guys who were were typically a little strange. Yeah. They were and, guys that wanted to be around children at a church camp. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. And by Thursday, they hated life. I mean, yeah. they were on suicide watch on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Just the worst decision of their life, deciding to be a yeah. camp counselor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And And I, dude, I had it so many different ways too because i went to church camp but also i was a missionary i was a traveling missionary from like the summer i turned 12 all the way till i turned i think 20 
three years old and I went all over the entire world and I would I would go to summer camps and I would do church camps. I would I would go to schools, you know, during the during the school year, you know, all these different things. And I wouldn't take that back for anything, you know, but at the same time, like I got to see a lot of stuff and I got to see a lot of people's experiences. And um, I realized after getting much older, you know, maybe, I mean, quite honestly, like my thirties, which I'm 35 now, if you can believe it, I look so young, but um, I, I, when I was in my thirties, I realized like my growth has stunted 10 years. Like I'm basically a normal person at 30. Where, where like I should have been a normal person at 20, you know, where like I was like talking to women in a platonic way and my and I'm OK with it or like, you know, um, talking to people of different religions and not trying to convert them or like, you know, like <laughs> just like just like talking to people because they're people and like and loving on people because they're good people, you know, and like that's. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if you relate to any of this at all, but a hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel, and I, I think that's still like a thing that I have to that I struggle with is like um, it makes you feel like, especially at you know when you're at work functions and stuff, mm-hmm. it makes you feel like the kid in a room full of adults. Yes, you know, and ah, that's that's hard at times because i mean you just have to push through it you know but Mm -hmm. i definitely was the same way i mean i always there's so there's a young guy that i started working with recently and Mm -hmm. um we were talking about relationships and stuff like that and uh he was asking me because i've been married i'm coming up on 14 years yeah and so he was asking me about you know finding the right person and stuff and i'm like (laughs) i you know I did, but I also like married the first woman that I could talk to. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and thankfully, I mean, it was it it works it worked out really well. But yeah, yeah like I I struggled, and nobody at my school dated anybody. I mean, yeah. nobody at my school. There was one girl that had boyfriends, you know, when we were in high school, and we all kind of like judged her for that. Sure. It's so weird. It's such yeah. a weird environment. And it's all oh, yeah. done with this idea that like, I mean, all of it is perpetuated by parents who are scared for their kids. Yes. You know, they're terrified of the the world that they see around them. And they're like, I have to create this little estuary where my kid can grow up and get their feet underneath them and learn values before they get pushed out into the current. Right. But you don't really develop the muscles to be a strong swimmer if you spend your entire life, you know, behind a rock sheltered from the current. Right. One thing I will say that is good about having grown up Christian is we get to tell fun stories like these type of stories, um, which is uh, my, my next question here, which were what, what were the things that you had to sneak from your parents? Like what were, what were some things that you weren't like allowed to do or allowed to listen to or watch, but you would, because you were just like, if I don't do this, the kids at my school will think I'm a dork. (laughs) Well, nobody at my school would probably think that, but, um, (laughs) 
there was definitely things where you felt like you were pushing. The, I mean, I like I said, I I I got rid of my copy of Hybrid Theory because I felt like it was having a negative effect on my attitude. You know, yeah. But uh, music was a big one. I remember yeah. at one point, um, my best friend Jesse. He always had all the CDs. His mom was in one of those weird CD clubs. You remember those? Where of course, yeah. Like, you pay one you penny can, and, you, and you just dodge all the letters. <laughs> yeah, you're like every bit of like stationary furniture in their house was made out of CDs, bands yeah. you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you had to buy you had to buy 150 albums a month to stay yeah. in the penny club or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, he uh I remember like he gave me he let me borrow this was right when CD burning was like a big deal so yeah. everybody was like trading records and stuff and he gave me um a uh, Evanescence album sure. the main one you know where she's got the white face and it's just her face on the cover Yeah of course yeah it's called Fallen I believe that's right. And this was wake me up. Yeah. Wing me up inside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you've never heard that song, that's exactly what it sounds like back then, at least in the Christian world, there was like a scandal with this band because everybody thought this band was a Christian band and they weren't because they had a Christian band feature. So they were like, well, they must be Christian. <laughs> And that was not the case at all. <laughs> and, that was always the debate with every like any band that got very successful, like a Christian band that got very successful. It was like, all right, but you know, are they really Christian or are they just using this for clout? Right, as if there's any clout in being a Christian yeah. band. Yeah, that's why Switchfoot's a Christian band because of the clout. You know, um. <laughs> <laughs> my mom found that album because I had it. I had brought it home. Because I, I had heard that song and I'm like, oh, my God, it's such a great song. Yeah. So I brought it home. I was going to burn it. And I had it just kind of like tucked into my CD pile in my room. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what my mom was doing, but she found it. And, you know, it's like this goth looking girl on the cover. So she right. was she was concerned. Of course. So she opens the CD jacket and she starts reading lyrics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hilarious thinking back on like some of the things that your parents said to you where you're like, Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't know what you were talking about. Right. You know, like I remember there was a song on that album called my tourniquet. Yep. And she's like, this is about suicide. Yeah. That's, a tourniquet is what you kill yourself. I'm like, are you talking about a noose? Are you talking about like a yeah. garrote? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I I don't think she threw it away. She let me give it back to Jesse, but I think she talked to his mom about it. And it's like, funny. Nah. It's funny that you say that song is about suicide because that was the song that I used to tell people was the argument that they were Christian. So um, <laughs> <laughs> because she says, my God, my turn to get returned to me salvation. And I was like, of course, that's, you know, that's a Christian. Boom, there it is. And that's what it is. And it's like, uh-uh. That's not what's going on at all, buddy. Um, but that's how innocent I was, dude. Like, it's just like, you know, I just I was also like I talked to Alyssa Sabo about this. I had her recently, which you guys have had her on growing up. Oh, yeah, she's cool. She's so freaking funny. And like we were talking about this where we were like the mental gymnastics that we would go through to make ourselves OK with the fact that we could listen to normal music. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like like it's like, well, like, I guess the nails were nine inches when you think about it. So like, <laughs> 
And like that would know, take some backflips. Yeah, and when I think and when I think about Jesus, I do want to fuck him like an animal. So like <laughs> Christian band. (laughs) (laughs) The dumbest, like, like hiding something from your parents are like, I, you know, I did something that I feel bad about and I I don't know what to do. So I went to this kid. I went to public school my first year that I moved to Michigan and it was fourth grade. And uh, there was a kid, Larry, that I met there and got along good with him, you know, and he was having a sleepover party. And Larry lived in a house that should have been condemned. It was straight off of Hoarders. Wow. It was straight off of Hoarders, right? There was like three – I remember walking into his house. There was three litter boxes that were heaped with turds. Wow. I mean 30 pounds of cat turds in in all three boxes. And then like the whole house is like that except (laughs) there's this beautiful – lit china cabinet right when you walk in the door first thing you see when you walk in the door is this beautiful pristine china cabinet you got any guesses as to what was in there i'm assuming it was i mean it was either it was either music it was movies or it was porn so it was one of the three beanie babies what (laughs) his mom had like this I don't know how much money it was worth at the time, dude. It, yeah, I mean, the, there was no money in this shit. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> if you were born after like 1998, like there's no explaining to you the economy of Beanie Babies. The only thing that comes close is like the the crypto bubble. Yeah, there was a time where Beanie Babies were <laughs> stocks. Like there, that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was the time <laughs> you had the Siberian Husky. You had a you had a stock in Disney. You might as well like. <laughs> like it was a wild time to be alive, dude. His mom, she had the Princess Diana bear. Oh my was, god, that one's that was worth like three dollars now. <laughs> which is crazy. Like the princess had to die for it to be worth three dollars. <laughs> Yeah, there is some, you know, I was on some forums and I was hearing this. uh, There's a theory that the Rothschild actually killed her off just to spur the creation of the Beanie Baby. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that movie I want to (laughs) see. We don't have a gold standard anymore. The currency, it's not backed by gold. So, you know, it's all about finding precious metals and (laughs) objects of value that transcend time and space like Beanie Babies. Like Beanie Babies. Yeah, you're absolutely, (laughs) you are absolutely correct. Yeah. And like, anyway, yeah, going back to the, to the Beanie Babies thing that you were talking about, you went to, um, what, who was it? It was Jimmy Larry's house. It's so funny because right when you said his name, I was like, you know, you could have given me 10 guesses and I would have guessed Larry first. (laughs) 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 But (laughs) yeah, yeah, he had a Larry had a bowl cut too, if that helps. Oh, uh, just look like Lloyd Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He's like a little blonde Lloyd Christmas and chipped his tooth yet. (laughs) So I went over there for the, I was going to stop. I don't yeah, I think I stayed the night there. Which, okay. Sleeping on the floor of a hoarder house. That's cool. Yeah. But uh 
<laughs> you just I remember, like, up with cat poop all over you. <laughs> <laughs> the great, the great digit like uh, broadcasting Satan of the time. If you were a Christian kid, was MTV? Oh yes, mm-hmm. dude. MTV yeah. was brainwashing a nation of youths in yeah. Satan's service. Well, we do and- have we do have younger listeners uh, that listen to this podcast. So real quick, before we keep going with the story, for our younger listeners, there was a time when MTV used to play music. Um, and and that was, in fact, that was all they played, which is really crazy because uh, most people just watch MTV to find out who's pregnant these days. But um, but <laughs> MTV was about music and there was certain hours of the night where like like they had like headbangers ball and like headbangers ball i mean i mean that stuff was so good love that stuff (laughs) i would sneak that stuff too yeah well they were watching mtv and i remember like standing in the doorway of his living room and being like do i go upstairs do i just turn my back like what do i do here because they were watching they were watching celebrity death match okay and uh I I watched it. I caved to the sure. peer pressure, just like they told me, just like they warned me about, you know, um, nobody was passing a joint. They were just watching Celebrity Deathmatch. And it was like it was the 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 Spice Girls versus the Backstreet Boys are in sync, one or the other. OK. And I remember one of them farted the other one off of <laughs> their back in like a defensive move. And uh, I remember like sitting there nervously watching it and kind of like, ha 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 ha. And then I got home the next day and my mom's like, did you have fun? And I'm like, yeah. And I was just being weird for like several hours until finally I was like, I have to tell you something. Oh no. (laughs) And I confessed. And uh, my mom's like, you know what? Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. That's what you need to remember. You you put garbage in your brain, you're going to get garbage out of it. Think well, about that the next time. <laughs> Look, I never thought there would be a moment in my life where I would ever share this story, especially on the internet. But but when I was a kid, I was I was so Christian and I was so shameful that you know, cuz when you're when you're 12 or 13, your body's exploding, you know? So you're like you you know you see anything and you have a boner and you know this was at, at the time when i would start like you know i was just like feeling around you know and like seeing what would happen right <laughs> and one time i did it so much that it felt great right let's just say that uh, i will try to keep it as pg as humanly possible <laughs> i did it so much that it was great right it's like the singularity yeah and then I, I would look. <laughs> this is gonna mess up so many people. Okay, so I would I would look and I and I and I would look at the damage, if you will, and I and I was like, huh, I guess my penis makes soap. And because <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the white dial soap that you get from like dispensaries, right? It does, yeah. <laughs> so, I like, so I was like, wait a second. I mean, I took a dude. I the talk about mental gymnastics. I went, I went down all the way to like, oh, that's why they say don't drop the soap in jail because they're like, 
Because they're just you cracked the code. Cracked the code. That's why they say don't touch, don't drop the soap. Because they're like you shouldn't be masturbating in jail. But I didn't know. I didn't know that that was what masturbating was or, or anything, but I felt bad about doing it. So I just, I told my dad what I was doing. So just imagine a 12 year old explaining masturbation to his dad. But <laughs> not, to pretend like he doesn't know what it is. But not understanding what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing something wrong? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, it is technically like, yes, you are doing something wrong and it is called masturbation. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, well, I didn't really say cool, but like, but I was like, okay, wow. I mean, I learned what things were after I did them and I felt bad about it. So I told my parents, like, that's when I knew things were bad. (laughs) I mean, it was very embarrassing. I mean, I have a joke about this in my stand-up. Like, you know, and what's so funny is I always tell this joke in my stand-up and I'm always worried that people are never going to believe me because it just doesn't sound true. But now that you guys have heard the context of who I was when I was 12 or 13, now I think you're going to believe this story, which is I thought that a blowjob was a haircut. And I went into a barber shop one time the most confident I've ever been in my entire life. And I asked this man for a blowjob. And he was <laughs> like, We don't do that here, dude. And I was like, What do you mean? My friend just got one last week. And he's like, No, if he did, it wasn't here. <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. I mean, just imagine, dude, going to a going to a barbershop filled with Puerto Rican and Dominican men in from Miami and asking for a blowjob because you think it's some sort uh because you just don't know what a blowout is yet, you know. So like you think that, you know, dude, it's I mean, I, I can't I literally can't make this up. <laughs> like, like it's just so sad. But because of that, it's really funny when you're 35 and you have a podcast to tell people how stupid you are. <laughs> Dude, I, I won't say his name because I don't want to embarrass him. He'll never hear this. Yeah. But one of my uh, real good friends, we went to school together and then we kind of worked together, same company industry whatever and um occasionally i go up and just ride along with him you know and uh we were riding together one day and he was even more sheltered than i was yeah you know and i remember in michigan when you're going through detroit i don't remember which highway it's off of but there's there's an exit it's exit 69 and it's big beaver road (laughs) nice and it's perfect i'm like I remember riding with him one day. I mean, we're like, we're like mid to late twenties at the time. And I was like, how much city planning do you think it took to get exit 69 to line up with big beaver road? Am I right? And he's like, I, what? And I'm like, it's, it's 60. He's like, I, what do you and I had to explain to this twenty some year old man what sixty nine was. Wow. 
and we were both ashamed. Imagine his chagrin <laughs> when you explain what 96 was when you, you just turn around and fart on each other's heads. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one for me i'm gonna pitch that to my wife after this that's not, that's not I, will, I, I have to credit that is a gilbert Gottfried joke but it i mean dude that is one of the funniest jokes ever <laughs> oh that's great yeah he was he was the funniest um but speaking of farting on each other's heads what were your favorite snacks growing up oh I feel like breakfast was where we had the most like leeway to eat trash. Really? And, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, so one of our favorite things was you ever go to Sam's Club and gets the the giant muffins? Sure. Yeah. The ones that look like a couch. Yeah. Oh my God. They're so good. They are so, they're good. so good. And they're fat free. Isn't that great? <laughs> It's nuts. <laughs> Nonsensical. Yeah. But uh, we would get the big chocolate muffins. And we tell yourself you were being healthy. (laughs) Yeah, so we would we would freeze them, and then like if you freeze them, you'd slice them into into like slices, and Mm. you dip them in milk. Okay, and they kind of hold together because they're frozen, and they hold on to the milk, and that was incredible. Like I want one right now. I know it's terrible. The morning. That was for most important meal of the day. Yeah, chocolate oh muffin God. frozen in milk. <laughs> Time to go pay attention and learn. Yeah, you're just asleep from a diabetic coma in, in my third period. Most people are made up of 70% water, but our bodies were at least a third canola oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a question, a similar question for you. Yeah. Did your parents have any weird, um, like, ritual food or drink things that they did religiously? Um, meaning, like, the same meal or? Well, like, my parents would go through the drive-thru and get, like, six large McDonald's Diet Cokes with no ice. Okay. Like, every day. Okay. Believe it yeah. or not, that's not something my parents did. That's something I do now. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm it's very the best close to your place parents, to get apparently. it. I, did, I just, <laughs> I didn't get six of them, but I got three of them today because their diet coke is the best. It is the best. It's yeah, like hands down. There's no. Apparently, they have their own like proprietary blend of diet coke. Yeah. Well, it also is the only diet coke that comes in a keg as opposed to a bag. Which is why it it's so like pure. Oh, yeah. it all it's, makes sense now because down, like, dude, it's down. It's down to like the width of the straw, to where it's like when you when you drink a, a any Coke product in general from McDonald's with that McDonald's straw, it hits you like heroin in your veins. Like you're just like, whoa, oh, man! You can feel yeah. the bubbles popping like in your yeah. medulla oblongata. Yeah. Yeah, it's just pure pleasure dopamine so, rush. Yes, yes, you're absolutely correct. 
Yeah. Pardon the brief interruption, besties, but me and my buddy Alf just wanted to talk to you about Childlike Wonder. Childlike Wonder is the official merchandise store of Mike Valdez and of Childlike at Best. As you can see here, there are some shirts with my face on them that say comedy's favorite cartoon, as well as the Viewmaster collection, which is one of my favorite designs that we have. You've seen me rock many a t-shirt from the Viewmaster collection. Another is the some of the church merch that we have. We have a shirt that just says church camp. We also have a crew neck that says unspoken prayer request because as good Christian kids, we all had those unspoken prayer requests that were definitely rumors about Stacy or whatever person we knew growing up in the church. I'm so excited about this collection and I'm so excited to release it to all of the besties. So if you want to support the show or support me in any way, please just go to childlikewonder.co and grab yourself a tea or a crew neck and tag me on Instagram. I'll repost you. I'm super excited for you guys to get into this. This episode is also brought to you and will always be brought to you by our good friends over at the Crunch Cup. If you are a day one Child Like a Best listener, you know about the Crunch Cup. The Crunch Cup is a portable cereal cup that keeps your cereal crunchy. It's a tumbler that separates your cereal from the milk, which is amazing and such a great advancement for us cereal lovers because I am an anti-soggy cereal person personally. In fact, so much so they actually have a crew neck that I'm really wanting to get called the anti-soggy cereal club. You can get crunch clips for your cereal bag. You can also get a bowl to separate milk from your cereal, or you can just have chips and salsa if that's what you want. To purchase the Crunch Cup or any of the Crunch Cups merch, just like this amazing crew neck I was talking about, go to thecrunchcup.com and use promo code MikeValdez10, as you can see right here, MikeValdez10, to get 10% off of your order. Support your love for the show and be a part of the Anti-Soggy Cereal Club by going to the Crunch Cup com and using promo code Mike Valdez 10. Thanks to the Crunch Cup for always being such a supporter of Childlike at Best. Now back to the show. We like to talk about cereal on this show. What were your favorite cereals growing up? Oh, okay. So top fave, I would say, is probably Oreo O's. Really? Okay. Great yeah. cereal. Great cereal. I feel like they went away for a little while after high school and then yes. they brought them back and then oh, they yeah. made like the the yellow box Oreo mm-hmm. O's, which are delicious too. But yes. those were my top. That was the top of my pyramid. And then uh, I really liked Rice Krispies treats. Yes. And occasionally you would make the mistake of getting Rice Krispies, which mm-hmm. are packing peanuts. It's disgusting. So I still think... Kellogg's is just afraid to put out the original recipe Rice Krispies treats again because now they have Rice Krispies treats. They're like, oh, it's back and you can get it at Target, but it is just Rice Krispies and marshmallows in it. When we were growing up, it was so much granulated marshmallow sugar in between. Kyle Clark said this perfectly. He was like, it was like the Heisenberg blue of cereal. Where it, was, like, like, it, was, it was dude like, that pink box like, oh was, my god it was the heisenberg blue of cereal because it was just so 
perfect. And when it hit your lips, you were just like, there is no better tasting thing on the face of this earth. Like, oh. And they're, and there was, they're just these cowards are never going to release it. <laughs> these people they're definitely dogs. not allowed to sell it in Europe. I mean, yeah. that's for sure. There's 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 some sort of like uh, you know ethylene glycol, yeah, you know, coagulant in there that's illegal in yeah. most countries, but the U.S. But yeah, that stuff is so good. And like there was like this perfect threshold between like when you first pour the milk in and when it gets real soggy to yes. where like there's a window in there where mm-hmm. it's it's perfect but you got to catch it at the right time otherwise like you might as well just be like chewing on like i don't know graphite pieces or something it's going to cut your right. mouth into oblivion or it's going to clog your throat with like sugary sludge i feel the same way about uh when it comes to consistency with milk perfect like consistency when you get it right is anything in the pebbles family like Mm. it just the the right the at the right moment it is just the best right but like it can easily become mush like so quickly which i mean a lot of people like that there are some people that prefer their cereal like i've had people on here that like captain crunch when it is just pure mush and that's that's not me you know not not all of us are you know good christian people like that like regular cereal but um, (laughs) but yeah like there's just a lot of people like uh like the film that it creates and i'm just not into that you know but there's no wrong way to eat cereal man i mean i'm not really a milk person anymore like i mostly eat my cereal dry mostly eat it like a snack you know like there's no wrong way to do it how do we okay we need to like get together a good group of people and figure out how we get like magic spoon to sponsor your show (laughs) i was thinking about this earlier that's the perfect sponsor for you. That's what you yeah. need. Well, here's the thing, man. And I'm willing to say this because Magic Spoon has not sponsored my show. I've had it and it tastes like shit. And, and- I ate it for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it literally tastes like actual shit. Most of these like podcast sponsor cereals like yes i'm not going to sit here and tell you that i don't want their money because i do you know what i mean and i'm willing to pretend like it's good but (laughs) but like but at the same time can i because my whole podcast is about like talking about childhood and and like if i make these people go out and buy something that isn't good i would hate them to just be like hey man like mike said this cereal was good and I really trusted him because like he has a cereal that basically the pinpoint of the whole show is talking about cereal <laughs> and like and and they get the cereal and it tastes like garbage like you know what I mean so also at the same time like I do like keeping that whole thing about like the cereal reminds me of a person because of a certain reason you know like things like that like it's very it's a little bit more personal that way which actually leads me into our next bit i usually like to review a box of cereal with my guest and i like to pick a box of cereal that has something to do with my guest in some way shape or form so i've been uh, looking forward to this yeah man well i i 
spoke with my sponsors over at Kellogg's. And when they told me to stop masturbating, they told me (laughs) (laughs) they uh, make it too much soap. Yeah, you're making too much soap, dude. But I spoke with them and they basically didn't get back to me just like every other sponsor, except for off limits. So the cereal that I chose for you is Kellogg's Wendy's Frosty Cereal. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm this is a great choice because, yeah, OK, so my my tiny little town in Kansas that I live, the closest civilization that I live to, we're about to get a Wendy's. Like they put up the sign last week. So my girl's beaming over El Dorado, Kansas right now. And I've been telling April like three times a day how exciting it's going to be to only be 10 minutes away from a Frosty. Wow. It is unreal (laughs) that you are from a place that getting a Wendy's is the most (laughs) cool thing (laughs) that could happen. I like spicy chicken sandwiches. And oh, chocolate frosties. Yeah. And the rest of the restaurant can burn down. I don't care about it. <laughs> well, um <laughs> this this cereal is um, you know, it it's essentially uh on paper, it's a pretty great idea. It's just cocoa puffs with chocolate marshmallows. Like it's pretty it's a pretty great uh, idea here. Um I did have this cereal uh, dry. The Marbits are like real bad, like styrofoam, like packing peanuts almost. Um, Mm. And I was like, is that supposed to represent like a malt or something? Like, I don't know. Um, Then I put milk in it. um, And my only thing was I just wasn't getting Wendy's Frosty from this. Like I was just getting like I was. It was a great chocolate cereal with great chocolate marshmallows, but also like Count Chocula exists and like, you know, like other things that are that are great at their job. It also exists. So like, yeah, I mean, they they have my money, you know, and at the end of the day, like I am using this, you know, on my platform. Um, but, you know, I do want people to know if they have this um it's not like the greatest thing in the world, you know, but it's, it is, See, it's, good for what it is. it's good for if, what it if is. If Dave Thomas was still alive, <laughs> he'd be flipping square patties and he would not commission that cereal until yeah. it was right. Yeah, that's very true. In fact, one of my favorite things about this is, uh, which actually goes to show how bad this cereal is. If you look closely here, it says that with the purchase of this, you get a free small frosty. That's literally how bad this cereal is. They're just like, we'll give you, we'll give you free food at Wendy's, dude. Like, just <laughs> give it away twenty five percent of their of their windfall <laughs> to get you to buy it. <laughs> so, like, so here's another thing too it looks interesting but it's there's just not much going on it looks good on paper but it when you really have it there's not much going on like you're just like all right i mean it's fine there's a little recipe here for a frosty freeze bowl which is uh to put a bowl of cereal in the freezer for five minutes what a great idea um, holy smokes <laughs> and then add milk that's some oppenheimer-esque 
dining yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. You know, how, like most cereals, like Fruity Pebbles or whatever, they'll be like, oh, well, here's a recipe for like Fruity Pebble squares or something like that. And like here, it's like, just put our cereal in the freezer for five minutes so you can get it. Feel like a frost. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I want out of a cereal box? I want a maze and an yeah. i spy search that's what yeah. i want out of a cereal box what are you doing i i Recipes. completely get out of here i i agree and and i i there is a prize in the box uh which the prize is a free frosty but like i, I highly <laughs> doubt anybody's gonna use it you know what i mean like like if you bought this cereal already like i highly doubt you're gonna use it you know there should be like little red flakes in there that represent like chewing on the straw <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The reason why I chose this cereal for you is for a myriad of reasons, but one of the most important reasons why I chose this for you was um, I I actually have to tell, I will tell you by asking you a question, which is when you weren't at church, was your family or your friends that you hung out with, were they the kind of weirdos that would do worship services in the middle of a Chili's? Ooh, no. Thank thank God, no. Okay. I was like a very straight-laced button-up church, you mm-hmm. know, that you you sang out of the book mm-hmm. and you stood in one place and like people occasionally raised their hand and everybody gave them a dirty look. Yeah. The way well, that God intended. <laughs> the way that God intended. <laughs> well, I cannot say the same for myself. I have been to many a Chili's worship service. I have been to many a Pizza Hut worship service, which all, by the way, to the listener, they might be thinking, oh, well, did they rent out a Chili's? Nope. We just brought a guitar in and just bothered the hell out of everybody trying to have a, a nice Saturday dinner with our stupid Chris Tomlin covers in the wrong key. It's like when you see the world's worst teenagers like doing yeah. their grease rendition like in the, yeah. in the Denny's. <laughs> yeah honestly i'd rather be that dork than who i was like in high school <laughs> i'd rather be that dork that that sings that sings the third part harmony in a terrible grease song rendition at a denny's than- loving summer loving gummy like like just like instead of like being one of these like freaking tiktok a-holes who like take a plane hostage by singing indescribable by chris tomlin (laughs) oh it's the worst it is the worst could there be a more like nakedly self-centered action (laughs) 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 which is so funny because like you think of it we look at it like this in our 30s you know but when we were when we were that young we were like no we're doing a good thing like we're doing a service by going to the mall and giving someone a piece of paper that they're just going to throw away you know so what i wanted to do with you much like i did with sam i i want to do this as if we were doing kind of like a worship service at wendy's now here's the thing I, like I said, have been to many worship services and I know quite a bit about your life, Casey. Um, I know that you have been in some hardcore bands in your Christian life. I have listened to this band um, 
and uh, it sure it sure was music, and um, it sure was <laughs> it sure was music. I, I you know, um, Sam talked a lot of guff about my band on here, and I just want to remind remind everybody that he once asked for my autograph. <laughs> So. Well, I will say this. I genuinely what what was the I keep thinking it was it was Veil of Maya, but it was like something about a veil. <laughs> it's Veil. Yeah. What was the, it? The Poison Written was The Poison the name Written. Okay. Yeah, The Poison Written. This was what, 2007, 2008, something like that? Yeah, right yeah. in that range. Right in the cut. When I watched the music video and I and I listened to the album and things like that oh on YouTube cuz cuz I have my ways. I have my ways. <laughs> I took that into consideration and I was like, okay, for what this is, this is actually pretty good. By today's standards, it's awful. <laughs> but, 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 by, but, but 2007, I mean, I even, I saw, I saw there was a couple of videos of you guys playing live. Dude, I saw, I, I mean, you guys did like your, your last show ever at, at I guess it was at Liberty because you guys were like at one point you were like Lynchburg one last time. And dude, there was a lot of freaking people there. I was like, wow, this is kind of nuts that this band, you know, from Lynchburg got somewhere, you know? Yeah, well, he benefit from having a Christian college where there's nothing to do and nobody's allowed to do anything interesting. You know? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can pull a crowd from that captive yeah. audience. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to do something that I that I have never done on this podcast. I'm going to give you a choice as to how you would like to sell this cereal to our besties uh, or make a commercial uh, for our besties. Would you like to do this as a regular preacher or would you like to do this as the front man of a metal band? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I, I have to go out on a limb and do the metal band. thing. OK, cool. Oh, yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> What's up, besties? Yes. How are you guys feeling tonight? First and foremost, I want everybody to know that everything we do up here, it's not for us, it's for the glory of Christ. All right? If you want to talk to us about that after the show, I want you to feel free. Feel free to come up and talk to me about, about uh, Christ after the show. I want to talk to you about Wendy's Frosty Cereal. <laughs> You remember you're a little kid, it's hot outside, you're sweating, and you dumped that Frosty down the front of your pants and ruined your dad's upholstery in his Mitsubishi Navajo? Tonight we're gonna relive that moment. I wanna see everybody move! Dude, this is the I love this so much. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so before we before we started, I was messing with this music and I was and I was so happy. Uh I was making myself giggle doing something. Uh and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my review of this serial. What's up, Chattanooga, Tennessee? We're the Frosties! This song goes out to everyone who's ever spilled chili on their lap by accident! Yeah. <laughs> 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 
I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing with Growing Up Christian. What I find so interesting about that is just that you thought differently than you did at Liberty, just like how I thought differently when I was in Christian college as well. Like I, I think differently now, like I still believe in God and I, and all that stuff, but um, it's, it doesn't quite have as much of a hold on me like it used to just because like, why waste your life with all of that anxiety and all of the, just the negativity of, any organized religion can do by accident. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, everybody goes through stages Yeah, as they, uh, as they get older and stuff. Eventually, I mean, you have to, f- you have to put your, your views and your beliefs and the things that you think you hold dear to, uh, you know, you have to hold those up against the real world that, that you're confronted with that you can't hide from anymore. I mean, you right. gotta be out there meeting people, talking to people, doing things and, um, you know, for me, I think it took, it took a long time, but I finally just was re was able to be like, I, I don't think that this has ever been legitimate for me. Right. I think I've wanted it to be, but I don't know that there's really anything much there. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody goes through a stage where they're kind of angry about certain things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for the most part, I think I'm kind of over that. You know, there's a lot of people that are in that like quote unquote exvangelical yeah. realm that that it's it's very easy when you're leaving that to take on a different type of fundamentalism. Of course. Where it's just like everything that I used to believe, I now believe the opposite. And if you don't, then screw you. And right. you it just don't becomes wanna, another religion. Like it just, yeah, you don't want to get stuck there. Like that's not a happy place to be. And like, eventually I think what I figured, you know, one of the things that really occurred to me over time was that like, my parents were always like way more normal than a lot of the people that I was around, like at school and stuff. Yeah. But there's a ton of peer pressure on parents in those environments. So much so, you know, and you might be the parent that's like, I don't know that it's really that big of a deal if my kid reads harry potter or right you know whatever goes to a uh you know a secular band camp or something like that for the summer right. but there's a lot of people around you that are judging you and that have little quippy things to say about it and you know sometimes in those environments it might outright confront you about like what you're doing to your kid you know and mm-hmm. I, I think you gotta give the adults in those the adults that you were surrounded by in, in that at that point in your life, you got to cut them a little slack. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of people are like this because they feel that way about themselves where they're just like, well, I'm a crappy parent. So now I'm going to say, well, you're doing the wrong thing by letting like somebody somebody just said something to my mom recently because because uh, my mom told uh, someone at church that me and my sister went to a Taylor Swift concert and this woman was like, (laughs) this, this woman was like, you know, she's in the Illuminati. Right. And then, and my mom doesn't know anything. Like my mom, like my mom is speaks English and like, she's kind of American, but like you kind of not protect that sweet angel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) she's like, she's like kind of, she kind of doesn't understand a lot of things. So like, so she was like, what is, 
what is Taylor Swift the part of the Illuminati? And also, what is the Illuminati? And and I was like, well, mom, the Illuminati is not real. And if anyone's in it, it's not Taylor Swift. It's probably Jay Z and Beyonce. Um, so, um, but. So, but she was like, oh, because, you know, she does demonic things. And like, and now my favorite thing to do, which like, I'm sure many, uh, I'm sure you probably, I don't know if you do this with your parents, because you're, you're more like, you have like Southern charm. So like, you're probably not like this, but like, but I'm the kind of person like when my mom or my dad is like, yeah, I heard that. I heard that Taylor Swift's concert is demonic. And I said, oh yeah, she sacrificed a goat after the second song. It was crazy. <laughs> like, right, and, and then my sister, my sister will be like, no, she did it. And I was like, you were in the bathroom. It was crazy. Like right before she, she played shake it off. She was like, I just want everybody to know I'm doing this to represent Satan. And she drank goat's blood and sacrificed it right before she sang shake it off. It was wild. Like that's, that's like my favorite thing to do because my mom is like, okay. Like she'll, she'll say it like in Spanish. She'll be like, exagerado, which means like you're, you're such an exaggerator. Like you're such an exaggerating piece of garbage you know like whatever and i'm like and i'm like do you really think that somebody like me would go to a show like that and if that did happen i would be open about telling you about that <laughs> like i wouldn't those like those are the people that are always like like you know there's a lot of satanic symbolism in yeah. this music video and i'm like okay what what is it that that does yeah what do you th- what do you think that that does they're yeah. like well I mean, Satan loves it when, you know, and, and it desensitizes you and stuff like you're basically like acting like this is hypnosis and yeah. you've been saying this since the eighties. You know? so and that's so funny because like, it'll happen every now and again, like it happened when Lil Nas X released Call Me By Your Name and like, oh yeah, people are like, oh, he was, you know, he was having sex with the devil. And it's like, look, man, at the end of the day, that's not changing my mind on my spirituality. Like I woke up this morning, I dropped the soap just like I do every morning. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little sudsy. I got a little sudsy as the kids would say. And I had a normal day, regardless of whether Lil Nas X wanted me to feel a certain type of way about him having sex with the devil in a music video. You know what I mean? Like, we were talking the other day about this Jason Aldean song, you know, that. Yeah, I remember that. Try yeah. that in a small town. I'm like, man, this is like the middle America version of giving Satan a lap dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really is. It really is. You're, and, you're, and you're so right, because it's like, what is that doing? You know, because first of all, I look at it as an artist first, and then I look at it as a consumer, because as an artist, I'm like, these guys are geniuses. These people are geniuses because if you like it, you're talking about it. And if you hate it, you're really talking about it. You know what I mean? It is the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like negative press is the best kind of press these days. Right. Which is like, I mean, and you can say, look, I'm not saying that Kanye West is perfect or anything like that, but I do think that some of it is an act. You know what I mean? Like, I think that some of it is partly just him trying to make money like you know and a lot of people are like oh he's so rude i mean all the way back to when he interrupted taylor swift at the vmas i think all of that was planned i think literally all of it was planned don't you find it a little weird that right after that three months later 
he came out with an album and one of the hit singles was let's have a toast for the douchebags where he was seen <laughs> as this like douchebag that like does all these horrible things and taylor swift's lead single was why do you gotta be so mean come on man like like let's be honest like these are the conspiracy theories that i'm talking about you know what i mean because people are like they're like aliens are real and i'm like no kanye west planned the whole thing trust me like, <laughs> like they planned it in bohemian grove yeah yeah it's all marketing and like you know kiss does not mean knights in satan's service you know and really in in all reality let's look at it like this that's even marketing you know what i mean because it's just like yeah. well how can we turn it around for us like how about we make a list that says if you like jimmy eat world you'll love reliant k or if you like eminem you'll like kj52 like let's make a list of people <laughs> that literally no one would listen to based on music that everyone's listening to <laughs> like, 100 percent. the so parallel culture like, yeah so it's just like at the end of the day we're all doing something for money you know what i mean like we're all we're all prostituting ourselves in some way shape or form like that's just what it is we talked about this on growing up christian but did you ever get those lists of like if you like jimmy world you'll like reliant k like do you remember those i don't remember specifically like the comparisons but i definitely Mm -hmm. like the only outlet for for christian like heavier music was family christian bookstore right so go there there would be like a tiny little section where they would have like heavier bands but there was no way to sample them or tell what they were at the time oh yeah occasionally you would just buy one and it was just a turd you know oh yeah like like you you wanted like a hard rock album and you bought like a cutlass one and you're like oh (laughs) sucks cutlass sucks yeah cutlass cutlass for those people that don't know who cutlass is you know how Creed is Christian? Imagine that band more Christian. That's Cutlass. <laughs> you, know, like, like, you know how people that listen to Creed are like, oh, that's a Christian band. They're annoying. Imagine that, but more Christian. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you these last two questions and I'll get you out of here. But before I do that, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of this. And well, I, I tell you this all the time when I'm on Growing Up Christian, and uh, but it's such an honor to know you guys. It's such an honor to be your friend. And um, I genuinely love just having a couple of dudes that I can talk to that are just like in my tribe. And it's some it's just fun to have people to, that know what I'm talking about know about certain things that I grew up around and we can laugh about it now instead of being like, you know, woe is me. What a terrible childhood or whatever. Like now we're just like, this is wild. Like, cause in, in another universe, me telling that story about the first time I discovered masturbation would be awful, but, but it ended up being one of the funniest things <laughs> ever it's true. talking about it with you. You know what I mean? So like, so, so, you know, before I, before I, I, you know, say anything else, I just don't want to let that go unnoticed that I do appreciate you as a human being. And I'm so glad that we're friends and that we know each other and all that stuff. Um, so with that all being said, the last couple of questions I have for you, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self if you were to see them today? Oh man. Um, 
There's no wrong way. Okay, just lean into something. Okay, you know, just just go hard at one thing, at Mm -hmm. least one thing. Yeah, Yeah. just pick one thing and and make that like your sole focus. You know, whether it's uh, it wasn't going to be sports for me, that's for sure. But uh, (laughs) you know, if it was guitar, like just. Just go hard at playing guitar. Focus on that. Be good at one thing, mm-hmm. and and then that's always your pivot foot. You can go back to. What do you think that that kid would think of who you are now? Um, and we can answer this in multiple levels because I have a huge feeling that I kind of already know your answer, which is that that kid would not like you because he would be like, you believe in this, you're going to hell or like, you know, whatever that case. But like, let's, let's look at it in more of like a personal way of like, you know, personal growth, like, you know, things like that. Um, What would that kid think of who you are now? I think that younger me would be very relieved that I found a, a, a wife Okay. So that would probably be a, a okay. yeah. <laughs> I think that that uh younger me speaking to older me would probably like me but would be very nervous. Okay. about liking me and feel uh Yeah, you were you were very like a yeah. yeah, an anxiety around like uh, but this guy this guy's not he's not he's nice but he's not anchored mm-hmm. to the truth, you know. And I I don't know, you know, that's, that's sad, but I, I think that again, that's like not a thing that I can really, it it would be silly for me to blame that on anybody, but me Mm -hmm. past a certain point in my life. Like I, I stayed in my comfort zone when it was time for me to leave the nest and, and, and make myself my own person, you know, and, and, uh, it just took me longer to do that than it should have. But sure, same, same exact thing. Yeah, man, I love that. All right. Um, well, Casey, you you survived, man. We did it. Um, can you let the besties know uh, where they can find you online and tell them about growing up Christian and all that? But before you do that, let me just bring the band up. Ooh, ambiance. Yeah. So this yeah. is the altar call. Yes, this is the altar call, which would be where they can follow you on Instagram, things that you would like to lift up, like your podcast, things like that. Everybody, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one looking around. If you want to hear more of the conversations like you heard today, heads are bowed, no one looking around. I want you to go to any podcast streaming service and just type in growing up christian it's a black and white logo you can't miss it oh and while you're at it leave us a review nobody looking around heads are bowed eyes are closed and uh we also have a discord so you can find a link to that on our instagram profile in our link tree so uh yeah and all god's people said amen amen uh for me thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it i I was very excited when you asked me to do this. Oh, dude. Uh, I knew this was going to be a ton of fun. You, uh, there's not a lot of people that I would describe with, uh, with this word. And it, it, I think it, it means a lot to me. Uh I think that you are a vibrant person. 
Oh, thanks, man. And you just really like exude like joy, and thanks, and man. I really appreciate that about you. I'm glad that we've gotten to know each other. Yeah, man. Same. Yeah, the music makes it so gay, but um, <laughs> it does. <laughs> but we got a clip out of it. My know? palms are sweaty. <laughs> Knees weak, arms are heavy. Um, now, um, for me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, keep your keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for the love of God. Uh, just keep them closed. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike Valdez. You can follow me on TikTok at official Mike Valdez. You can go to thekidfromup.com until Disney sues me, which will be soon at some point, I'm sure. Um, but that is my real website, thekidfromup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Uh, follow us on the Big Comedy Network if you want to watch the video. Um, and just tell your friends so we can grow this family. And you know, tag General Mills and get them to give me free food for the love of God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but other than that, you know, just uh, rate review if you want to. You don't have to. Um, but word of mouth is the easiest and the most free way to help both me and Casey out when it comes to being a podcaster or an entertainer of sorts. So if you could do all of that, uh, that would be great. Um, but other than that, have a great week and do not lose your sense of childlike wonder. Bye besties. Bye besties. <laughs> <laughs>